0: Well, thanks for tuning in. This is the midweek devotional for Wednesday, uh, November the 11th, Veterans Day. If you are a veteran, I thank you for your service. Let's pray. Our Lord and our God, we do thank you for the veterans in our congregation, in our community. Uh, Father, those who have served you as they have served our country, we thank you for the unique privileges we have in this country to worship you, the religious freedoms we have. We pray that they would continue. Uh, Lord, whatever comes, we pray, Lord, that you would cause us to be faithful to you. We do lift up those in the military, uh, Father, those who are connected to our congregation and uh, those who are serving uh, here in the states and overseas, that you would protect them. We do yearn for the day where you um, shatter the bow. Uh, Lord, when the chariots are burned with fire, when... um, Lord, there is no more war and no more conflict when the true shalom and peace of God fills this, this world as Christ has come and the new heavens and the new earth have, have uh, been realized. We pray that day would come soon. Until then, Lord, protect us from the evil one. Lead us not into temptation. Uh, Lord, we pray for this uh, time as we look at your word, as we look at the calling of Levi. We pray that you would, by your spirit, help us and change us from the inside out. We thank you that you call sinners to salvation. Help us not to be self-righteous. In the name of Jesus, amen. Well, I'm coming to you from Luke chapter 5, verses 27 through 31. This is the calling of Levi. His other name is Matthew, uh, calling him to uh, be a disciple, a, a, a follower of Christ. After this, he went out and saw a tax collector named Levi sitting at the tax booth. And he said to him, follow me. And leaving everything, he rose and followed him. And Levi made him a great feast in his house. And there was a large company of tax collectors and others reclining at table with them. And the Pharisees and their scribes grumbled at his disciples, saying, Why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? And Jesus answered them, Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. This is God's word. Thanks be to God. Uh, So I've got uh, four or five things I want to point out. Uh, This is the call of Matthew or Levi. Uh, Same guy, just different names. Uh, Levi would have been his Hebrew name. And it's really important, I think, that Luke is using his Hebrew name of Levi here because he is drawing out the juxtaposition, the... um, the tension of the fact that this man is a Jew and he is a tax collector. Now, if you know anything about tax collectors these days, the IRS, uh, they're, they're not the most beloved people, though we live in a, in a just society for the most part. And uh, for the most part, the IRS are just doing their job. However, in those days, that was not the case. Uh, tax collectors were not good guys. I was reminded as I looked over notes from a long time ago, When I taught on this passage, there are different kinds of tax collectors, Uh, and the kind of tax collector that Matthew was was someone who collected uh, money face-to-face. He would have perhaps set up a stall that certainly the booth here is mentioned. Um, He perhaps would have gone door-to-door collecting the tax that was required, and the way that they made their money was to collect anything over and above what they were required to collect uh, for the Romans Uh, And so their salary came from graft. It came from theft. And so when we read that this tax collector was named Levi, we're told lots of things. The first that he is of Jewish descent, but the second thing is that he is a traitor. He is working for the Romans. He he would have just been despised. He was a thief who was stealing for the Romans, really to line his own pockets, he was working for the um, the invading army, as it were. This man would have been hated by society. In fact, he was not allowed to go into the temple courts. Uh, they were not allowed to be in the temple courts. This man had been cut off from the worship of God because of his uh, profession uh, and ultimately because of his heart, right? Now, as we think about the people that God calls to salvation it's, it's not a coincidence that Jesus calls this man in this text uh, to be a disciple of him. And so there are really bookends to this passage. We're introduced to Levi, right, Matthew, who's a tax collector, is a terrible guy, uh, in verse 27. And then at 31, at the very end, in 32, we have the principle of why God called Matthew to be a disciple. We pick up in 31 again, those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Now here's things, tax collectors would have known very well that they didn't have it all together. They were shamed in their society. They were very aware that what they're doing was cutting them off from the worship of God. And these are the people that God came, that Jesus came to save. These are the ones that Jesus calls to salvation. Because what's the what's the trick here? What's the play on words in verse 32? I've come not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. What's the kicker? No one is righteous, right? If If you ever wonder what God thinks about the human condition... Uh, You just have to look over at Romans chapter 3, where Paul, in the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, is going to stitch together a bunch of psalms. "None, None is righteous. No, not one. No one understands. No one seeks for God. All have turned aside. Together they have become worthless. No one does good. Not even one. Guess what? That applies to you and me. And it would have applied to the Pharisees and to the scribes who were angry at Jesus and his disciples eating with tax collectors and sinners, which we'll get to in a minute. They were angry because they considered themselves righteous because of their own actions. And Jesus basically says, look, I can't save you because you think you're righteous. And in reality, you are unrighteous. It's like someone who has a body full of cancer and says, meh, I'm good. I don't need a doctor. I'm fine. In fact, I'm not just not sick. I am completely healthy. I'm the picture of health. Y'all, in order to be saved, we, we've got to become like Levi. We've got to see our sin. So who are the people that God calls to salvation? It is those who see their need of a Savior. Um, let, let's think through some application real quick here. Let's not be like the scribes and Pharisees right? When, when someone's life is upside down, when they're making irrational choices, when they are full of sin, um, we should call sin, sin. I'm not saying that, right? We should recognize what's going on in their lives and we should pray for them, but, but let's not be self-righteous that we've got it all together and they don't, right? We're, we're all in need of the grace of Jesus Christ, but this guy was really bad. He really was. Let's not take away the fact that this man was a very real sinner doing very bad things. Well, what is his response? Jesus says to him, follow me. And what's his response? This is my second point. Uh, verse 28, And leaving everything, he rose and followed him. John MacArthur on his book on, uh, on the 12 disciples really points this out. If, I, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think that's right. You know, Notice that his response was immediate immediate. I mean, and just just picture this. There is Matthew sitting at the stall. Perhaps there's there's stacks of money on his desk. Perhaps there's a a scale over to the side. Was it a accurate scale or or had he shaved off the weights a little bit to in order to get more. I don't I don't know. There probably would have been guards there. I'm just speculating to to guard the money, right? Uh, been an easy target to to hit. And Jesus walks by, and this is the beginning of Jesus' ministry, and he says, hey, follow me. And what does Matthew do? Immediately, he leaves everything and rose and followed him. You know, the call to salvation, the call of the gospel to unrighteous people like you and like me requires a response. Now, he, he would have responded Either way, if Jesus had walked by and said, follow me, and Matthew hadn't followed him, now now that is a response, right? That is a response of no. But but let me be very clear. If he had not responded in the way that he did, he would have gone to hell. I mean, that's that's just putting it where the goats can eat it. And you and I will too, if. We do not respond to the call of Christ salvation. There is a general call that goes out to all those who hear the word of God preached to repent of their sins and put their faith in him. Look at what Matthew did. He left his sin. He gave up his job. He didn't say, okay, Jesus, I'll be your follower, but I'm going to stay here in this job that I actually can't do uh, and be righteous. Right? He leaves his sin and he follows Jesus and it cost him everything. It cost him everything. It cost him a good life from the world's perspective, a life of ease and money and having whatever he wanted. But in losing everything, he gained everything. In losing his life, he gained eternal salvation. Have you personally responded to the call to salvation? Have you personally responded to the call of salvation? Jesus calls you to turn from your sin. And to turn to him, to accept him as Lord and Savior, to believe in what he did for you on the cross, to cry out, rescue me, God, I am a sinner. We would do well to follow the example of Matthew. Well, so the first thing is, whom did he call? Second thing is immediate response. Third thing is public profession. Okay, so if you're taking notes, public profession. So what did what did Levi do? What did Matthew do? Well, he threw him a big party, right? A great feast in his house. And and I guarantee you that people uh had heard of his parties. Someone who has this kind of money, who is willing to go through the shame and disgrace of being a tax collector for the enemy, he, he would have enjoyed his life, right? He would have probably enjoyed his alcohol, he would have had good food. You know, when we're running in sin, oftentimes we seek to drown our um, the guilt that was is within us by um, distracting ourselves by pro, 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 uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, prodigious living, you know, reckless living. Well, instead of throwing a big feast in order to get drunk and have a good time, what does he do? He throws a big feast, and there was a large company of tax collectors. And others sitting at table, and and not just tax collectors we read, but also in 30 we read sinners. And so you would imagine that these are the rejects of society. These were not the uppity-up people of society that had come to sit at his table and to eat with him. These are probably the people he partied with on a regular basis. And y'all, he is not ashamed of the gospel. So his third point is public profession. He is making a public profession of his faith in Jesus Christ before all of his crowd. You know, there is no such thing as just a private Christian. Being a Christian is a personal thing in the sense that it, it, it deals with us personally, our personal salvation. But it's also a corporate and public thing. You know, this is why baptism is a public thing. This is the reason why we don't do baptism in someone's uh, bedroom or um, in a private service Uh the reason we do it in a public worship service is if you're if you're an adult you're making a public profession of faith and when we join as members uh, one of the you know when you join a mem- as a member in our in our denomination you take five vows and the first one is you're declaring to everyone who's listening that you are a sinner justly deserving of the wrath of god right you're standing up and saying i am not righteous and here is this man, and he is standing up for everybody saying, look, I'm not righteous, but here's this guy. Here's the Son of God who came, and he died for me. And I'm not just, throwing, I'm not just calling on him salvation. I, I'm actually going to leave my job and go follow him. Don't you know those tax collector buddies of his were like, what are you doing, Matthew? You've got to be crazy. You have it made. You have all the money you want to, and the authorities are letting you steal like, what's wrong with this picture? But he had found something so much better, hadn't he? He had found life itself. So he is making a public profession. You know, when we call on the Lord, this immediate response that is required by us to the call of salvation, it is not something that's private. Because God is going to publicly acknowledge us on the day of judgment as his. And we are called to make a public profession now. So my four points. First one is, whom did he call? Uh, Not the righteous. Second one, immediate response is required. Third one is, um, Matthew's going to make a public profession. And fourth, he's engaged in reaching others. Notice, uh, he throws a big feast for Jesus. And who does he invite? He invites those who need to know Jesus. And he invites them around his table and he feeds them and he fellowships with them. But he is actively engaged in reaching others. He does not keep this good news to himself. It, isn't it good news that you don't have to have your act together in order to come to Christ? Isn't it great news you don't have to clean yourself up before you avail yourself of the blood of Jesus, which which cleanses us of all of our sin? <sighs> Isn't that great news? It's news that we should share with others. Well, I encourage you. First, if you haven't called the name of the Lord, to call on the name of the Lord. Your immediate response of trusting in Christ. And if you want to talk more about what that looks like, call me here at the church. 867-5395. My email address is parker at fpcbruton.org. Call me. Let's talk. I love these kind of things. There are no stupid questions when it comes to salvation. Uh, But if you are a believer, uh, are you engaging in reaching out to others? And are you engaged in reaching out to others who may not look like you, smell like you, act like you, who actually might cost you some reputation? Because Jesus laid down his life for us. He who was rich in glory became poor so that we by his poverty might be made rich. 2 Corinthians chapter 8. He was willing to... Um, sit in fellowship with vile, wretched sinners like you and me, so that they too might know the riches of his glory. Let's pray. So Father, we thank you for your word, and we thank you for the testimony of Matthew. Uh, Lord, we pray that we would be like Matthew in the sense that we would respond to the call, uh, that we would live our lives publicly, not being ashamed of the gospel, and that we would be engaged in reaching out to others. Pray these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. (laughs) Thank <laughs>